0: Steve good to, to kind of finally get this in motion and, and, and speak with yourself so to, to kind of paint everyone a bit of a, an intro I've worked for yourself for probably around about five to six years now in, in the Magento space um, you know placing the guidance and, and and Steve most recently moved on to CBDMD as well but from yourself Steve just for for the listeners um, what, what's your background you know how did you get into Magento and, and how did it all start from from your side
1: yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, even on Sunday morning, it's all good. Um, <laughs> and yeah, from my side, um, I was I was a Drupal dude, right? Like, so I, I worked on Drupal quite a bit and I loved it and WordPress too and just general front end, right? Like, uh, and I think that's <clears throat> how we met is at the time I was uh, coming in off the road as a contractor. So I had been doing freelance for a couple of years and just kind of Got tired of having to do my own accounting and all that stuff that's not web development. I had got connected with you somehow, and uh, <clears throat> I think you found me a couple of jobs. One actually fell through. oh no, no. no. First, so that that one was Numi. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I think uh, so. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you went to to Numi, and then there was a change at Numi, and, and, and there was a different direction it was going on, and then that then led. You into Magento, which then started your career off in Magento. If, if.
1: so, actually, no. That knew me used Magento One.
0: Okay, um, that was it.
1: Yeah, and so I came in at that place as someone who knew uh, Drupal very well, WordPress really well, um, and but um, kind of fresh and green to Magento. But I mean, Magento One that was kind of acceptable, right? It's like, okay, we have a very experienced front-end developer. We can just throw them into Magento, and it's it's a normal stack so they can figure it out. And I did, I mean, I, I flourished. Um, I wouldn't say I was as savvy cause we had an offsite team as well. They were kind of the, uh, hardcore Magento expertise, but I could do, I would say 90, 95% of things with Magento without the kind of training that you need. And yeah, eventually the company split up, uh, so I started looking uh, for something else. I contacted you again and started interviewing actually at agencies that time. So I kind of made the switch at that point from merchants to agency. And that was exactly at the time when Magento 2 came out.
0: So leads me to a few questions. So firstly, the transition from Drupal into Magento, what were the key differences and was it a hard transition as well?
1: Um, I mean, I guess one of the big differences for me is that the Drupal community is just so vibrant and you can find uh, training material where there's more than you can consume. And it's really, really good. Um, so you can just dive as deep as you want into Drupal and there's still someone there guiding the way. Whereas Magento, you're much more on your own. And, uh, So that that was an interesting difference. I would say uh, to me as a web developer, one of the things I noticed and kind of the way I describe it um, is that Magento is going down its own path, whereas Drupal or, I mean, not so much WordPress, but Drupal is kind of going down what you would consider like industry standard. Um, So if you know some stack that has like a, a database, a, Uh, PHP or ASP, whatever, code base, then you kind of can get into Drupal better. Whereas if you look at Magento, it's kind of like they're doing these pre-compiling and it's almost like Java to a certain degree. So it's almost more uh, like you have to, even as someone who's been doing web development for a long time, there's a step when you get to Magento where it's like, oh, I really need to learn the Magento way. Uh, That obviously exists in Drupal. Yeah, Drupal yeah. 2 um, but I guess to me it was a jarring kind of difference.
0: Yeah absolutely and I mean from from the recruitment perspective as well like I actually initially started my recruitment career in Drupal and then fell into Magento you know back in eight years ago now in the UK so I can I can kind of resonate when you say about the community so I have like you know you've got DrupalCon, you've got you know just the, the forums a lot more active and, and I just felt like Even Magento, when we was doing like the Magento meetup in in Los Angeles, as as an example, it was just, don't get me wrong, the the Los Angeles traffic doesn't help the situation for for everyone to get together. But it just seemed like my friend that was still doing Drupal, he still had the situation where it was very community driven, people doing meetups, a lot of people was coming, where I always felt like with Magento, it was tough to like grab it out of people to come along. It was more of like a, you know, a, a proactive effort to say, look, please come down. But I feel like that Drupal side, is just, I'm not saying it's necessarily a, a bad or good thing, but you know, you can just, you can even from a recruitment perspective, really see the difference between two of them.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, Drupal, we had, um, camps, uh, every year put on by the community, uh, in LA, there were actually two, you know, there was like Northern section and Southern section. Um, and you would go and there was all this free learning and different tracks. Um, I, I honestly, like I recently moved to North Carolina and I can't even find a, a meetup group relating to Magento. That's for Drupal. It's like, there's tons of them, but here I had to start one. So how's That's it going? The difference too. It's, it's COVID, right? So you have to do everything online. Um, it's going fine. I mean, uh, we need to do one for this month. We're slacking a little bit, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's uh, it's been a been a weird year, so you know, yeah. a bit of slack. But um, so that that probably, in terms of Magento for us, is even when we try to keep it in like cities with with large populations, like New York and Los Angeles, there was still just enough enough people to come to meet up. So I think once you start, it's it, when you put that down to North Carolina, it's going to take some time to, to gain that momentum where. You know, back in London, you know, eight, eight years ago, the beauty of it was, you know, if I could just try, you know, the, 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 the public transport so good. It's a small country. So, it, you know, it was easy to get everyone in that one city. It was London or Manchester and it is a much easier a process to, to do so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, even I, like if right now, if I look up, let's say WordPress or Google, there's meetups, right? People are interested. People want to do it. There's something else, some barrier to entry or just you know, some people aren't interested. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me because the, the salaries are great. Uh, I, I guess maybe it's just it's the kind of technology people want to work on. And it's like they come to Magento, maybe the, the learning curve is too high or something. And then they just say, eh, I'd rather... Be doing something else. I don't know.
0: It's interesting to say that because as a, from a a kind of recruitment perspective at the moment, we're we're seeing it a lot with individuals that for the first time, they're like on the fence about Magento 2 in terms of whether they want to make that jump for one or whether they want to move with another platform. The feeling we get is that people have a couple of, one, sometimes they don't actually like the way it works. I think they might get a little bit pigeonholed into the technology. So they feel like once they've got Magento, it kind of takes away from learning in their eyes, these, these other cutting edge technologies, which right or wrong, some people think that, but I feel like the way Magento 2 is going on the front end, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're going to soon. but there's, there's a lot more advanced technologies coming out with, with other stuff. But, and I think, I think secondly, um, it's a hard platform to, to upskill on. I've spoken to yourself, like I've, I think some people to make that jump one is if someone's gonna let them do it, you know, not every company is gonna be willing to let them do that job. Yeah,
1: I mean, so it's, it's kind of an interesting uh, thing that's followed me almost my whole career is like, I'll get into a thing a certain way. Like for instance, at Numi, I came in as like an expert front-end dev and they were like, here's Magento, learn it and do it. And it was okay, it worked. But I feel like if I'm helping to hire someone now at my current job, we can't do that. We need someone who already knows yeah. Magenta. Um, and even like at the very beginning of my career, right? It's like I knew HTML and CSS and a little bit of JavaScript. And so I could get a job as a web developer here and figure it out and go. Whereas now, again, you kind of can't do that. You need someone who knows more like uh, some framework or something else, like a bootcamp. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent
0: there. No, 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 you're good, I'm, I'm, I'm still there, I'm still there.
1: <laughs> so, but what was the original question, remind me?
0: Yeah, no, so the, the original um, question was just purely like with with Magento, it was going on about like how some people need to upskill and then, you know, some people just don't wanna like have the upskilling. Why do you think that a kind of way of coding or is it more so look, we're in an urgently hit the ground running, is, is it more of that, of, of that reason?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's a combination of things. Like the main thing uh, I would say uh, is uh, resource uh, management and urgency, like you said. Uh, kind of the like a really close second, though, is just the fact that there's going to be a long, uh, for someone, let's say a computer science major, they are awesome. They can do all kinds of coding. And uh, they're now going to get introduced to the Magento stack. Um, There's going to be a a ramp-up time. um, And yeah, I mean, whether or not your team has the ability to uh, uh, accommodate that ramp-up time. And if you see a candidate you really love, but they don't have the skills right now. Whereas back back in the day, like when I started, I I needed like a couple of weeks to learn what I needed to know about Magento 1. Or maybe not even like I, I was actually committing code the first week. Here's where the CSS is, and I'm gonna just uh, commit it and there you go. Does that work for you? And they're like, Yeah, that's that's what we want. Yeah, so yeah. whereas nowadays it would be like you kind of have to sit with the person for a while and be like, oh, okay, no, you got to use this tool to pre-generate, and when you commit, do it like this, and and kind of a couple levels of um, <laughs> you know, and, and I guess part of that is gonna go away to to a degree. Uh, which for I mean it's it's a blessing and a curse for the front end team anyway. Um, we we're kind of on the cliff right now where um, we're going to go over the edge and end up with a more normal front end stack. Like it's either going to be React or Vue developers working with some GraphQL backend, which is Magento, um, which every graph I mean every Vue and, and React developer is used to doing. The only difference is their backend now, instead of being like Laravel or um, whatever, just some Symphony or Zen PHP backend or ASP.net or something, is going to be Magento 2. And the backend yeah. team will just uh, send the data off on... Now, the interesting thing is <laughs> Magento, they built this thing called PWA Studio. <laughs> it is <laughs> It interestingly is very tightly coupled to Magento. It's not really what I, I would... If I'm going to make the leap and take a website from uh, a normal Magento theme to a headless one, I really would want it to be a totally decoupled headless React or Vue app, the back end. Whereas with the PWA studio thing, it's kind of this middle ground, which it's okay. I mean, I guess if you do it that way, then you kind of still end up with um, the need for this tribal Magento knowledge might might be a part of why they're doing it that way it's just they don't want to uh let go of their own ecosystem or or they're just so used to working within the magento stack that they're just like yeah let's build react right into this thing which is cool in a different way than i i would probably think most stack again it's fine it's cool it's just Different than what everybody else is kind of trying to do.
0: Question I'll as a company, what direction are you go in. And I'm assuming that will probably say you know where you think is going as well.
1: I mean, as a company, I think if you just built recently, which I think a lot of people did, the two theme, you're gonna probably wanna stay where you are for a while. Put in a big uh, investment and you want some time to get the return back out of it. Um, and then probably, I mean, the problem with, um, a like fully headless modern react app, let's say as your front end, instead of a Magento 2 theme, um, is just that it's almost purely a marketing play because really what you're doing and what you're saying to the people who own the merchant website or whatever, is you're saying, look, we can make your rankings go up. By doing this or you can have a, a better user experience it's going to seem more like an app right um and and th- that that proposition is it worth three hundred thousand dollars or five like because that's kind of the undertaking it's another re-theming basically and if it is like if if that is something that you can that's in the budget and as a tech team you can sell uh people on then and it's worth it because what's going to end up happening is you're going to be more productive as a tech team also and this is the double-edged sword right the blessing and the curse um salaries for the friend and team are going to go down right because interesting a interesting. badass react developer right now is making probably 90k something like that as a badass magento 2 developer can make anywhere from 120 to 150, depending where they're working on the stack or whatever. It's, it's,
0: it's crazy to, just to touch on that. Like, I think from an outside perspective, don't realize the, the, the kind of nicheness and uh, the, the demand of salaries in, in this market. If you was coming out of a boot camp and thought, okay, I'll learn React, you know, I'll, I'll learn Vue, I'll learn all these latest technologies. You think that's where the, the big money are. But, but sometimes it's, it's coming to that niche, like i.e. Magento, and you'd find any good, like, kind of good front-end developer that even remotely would, would take kind of 110, 120K, you know, you, you don't get when you get exceptions, you know, people are at different stages in their career, but it, it's just um, you know, over the last kind of eight to nine years, I've just seen it grow and grow and grow because I think there's a couple of factors, right? You, e-commerce is, is, it's not going anywhere, especially with COVID, that, that's for sure. And unfortunately and we're in that position to, to be in this industry. Um, and yeah, I, I just think secondly, you guys are so in demand. You know, it's it's. It takes a particular skill set to learn that. It takes a lot of upskilling, and uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't feel like many people outside of the Magento ecosystem, or if you as a a developer coming up, is how exciting and you know how kind of uh, rewarding it can be to be in in the Magento space as well.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I guess when I, uh, you know, interact with people who are new to Magento. Um, I I kind of tell them, um, you know, you learn all these things kind of at your boot camp or through the docs or whatever. Um, Now you're putting them into practice. And I mean, even if they seem strange or um, like anti-patterns or something you wouldn't want to do or or feel like is the best thing to do, um, just do it, hold your nose, uh, become really good at it. And you have, at least in the short term, you're going to have a great career and run of it now that's kind of the answer though from them is like what about the long term say i don't know i mean magento has been around for a long time it's an enterprise platform that adobe bought it's i don't think it's going anywhere it's just gonna
0: yeah that, that was my question as well as like see someone has now been in seen it from m1 to m2 where do you think it's going like i mean I, as you said I'm, I'm kind of edging on the side of optimism like yeah people will always be the first to, to give magento a knock and there's, there's plenty of people out there but it's still around, still a lot of companies adopt it. And I think with Adobe acquiring it, as long as it's done in the right way, you can can equally move more towards them enterprise. And I think it already has. I think M2V, M1 is a bit of a different beast, right? In terms of what I've seen customers use and it'd be interesting to see, you know, where you think it's going as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's, uh, it's not going anywhere. Uh,
0: I, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> good to hear uh, both of us.
1: Sure, like, uh there always are the developers who want to build everything themselves and think that, you know, well, if I have built it, it would be so much better this other way, which maybe it might be. But um, I don't know. So I guess the big, a a clue to answering that question is, um, so Magento has these certifications and um, I was studying for the JavaScript developer certification. might take it at some point, but I don't have the. Ever since I've been looking into the headless and the PWA and all that stuff, I don't feel like uh, Magento 2 front end is uh, like there's going to be stores. It's almost like Magento 1, right? Magento 2 front end at this point is on its way kind of out. So there's definitely going to be stores and work for you to do on Magento. To front end, to five more years, probably ten. I don't know. I mean, but it's going to more niche and more niche and more niche as you. Whereas, if you learn React and you learn Vue and then you learn how that connects to a GraphQL backend and you know Magento, now you're set up for the future of what's going to happen in Magento. Whereas, if you spend your time uh, studying the Magento two front end the way it is right now you're definitely going to need to know that to like get a job right now. Right. It's kind of,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great advice. And, it, and it, it kind of reminds me of back in the day when it was uh, not exactly the same, but when people was trans- transferring to M1 to M2, it was like, if you made that jump quicker rather than later, it set yourself in a good position to, to kind of work with Magento 2 as it grown. But there was, there were some individuals and unfortunately their company didn't move to M2 and it, left them a little bit in that that weird zone where yeah i can kind of see that with with being in the in the the magento um space before as well
1: oh wow yeah i didn't think about that so like it's like the merchant decides ah we're gonna stick with m1 for a while and then two years later you get a developer who hasn't gotten the chance to touch m2 yet everybody requires m2 experience
0: it's crazy yes. right because like it, it's a weird time because when, when Magento 2 first came out it was, it was it was very buggy to say the least. first kind oh, of yeah. release yeah, it was it was very buggy, so a lot of individuals a lot of companies didn't want to move to it, but in a way they needed to move to it for their developers to equally get that experience. It was like kind of a, a catch 22 really that people were probably only about last year when the end life comes to N1 they finally transition over and th- these were really good developers right they were really good. But they couldn't. They just find it difficult to get a job versus someone that had, say, not as much development background in, but two years recent experience on the Magento 2 platform versus them that had maybe five or six years in Magento 1, but necessarily on the, on the Magento 2 platform. So it was like this, this weird time in the market where some of the most experienced people under Magento 1 were kind of struggling to get an M2 job these people that had a couple of years, you know. So it was it was a, a really interesting time in the market um, uh, transition because, uh, yeah, some, some people were, were stuck in limbo a little bit. Yeah,
1: no, I think, I feel like I've interviewed people like that, and I, I didn't yeah. think of it that way. Uh, I just kind of thought of it like, yeah, they know they're M1, but, you know, we can't use them right away, In so we should keep looking.
0: <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and going back to what you said a little while ago, um, a lot, of, a lot of the candidates I work with always ask me how important certifications are. You know, for someone that's, again, in a position now that you make hires and someone that's actually been through the certification process as well, what, what's your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I work with great developers who aren't certified. My recommendation is, yes, do everything you can to get certified because like, even in my current position, I basically got completely totally on the fact that I was certified. I think I interviewed for like a half an hour or an hour, <laughs> you know? So they they very much trusted that. I've interviewed some people that are certified, legitly, that I didn't feel like uh, were uh, able to jump into our stack and work right away. Uh, so it kind of, in my mind, made me think, well, maybe these certifications um, don't say for sure that the people know everything they need to know to kind of work uh, day one in my stack, but you know, it's a huge indicator. Like if someone is certified, I take that uh, very highly and I ask different kind of questions. Um, whereas if they're not certified, I have to kind of build like, uh, okay, you know what does three equal signs in JavaScript
0: mean?
1: And I do these very fundamental questions. I, I guess I still do that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i say definitely get certified if you can it's not easy. I mean, the, the crazy part about the certifications is um, it's a multiple choice format where it's situational, they give you a scenario and then you have to choose. And like three out of the four answers are almost exactly the same. It's like, uh, you kind of have to like exactly know the thing or else, you know, it's, it's not, cause I'm a pretty good test taker and th- these multiple choice questions are
0: brutal yeah so they that very they're very similar uh, questions with a, a, maybe like word in a few words in a in a different way and, and I'll miss to you to kind of di- distinguish um between that
1: yeah yeah and it's kind of just like you know it's stuff too where it's like as working day to day you don't necessarily memorize certain things like uh blur structure or certain uh coding patterns but to pass the test you need to know those so you can't just like hop on Google and be like, you know, where do I override this file or something like that? You got to actually just know.
0: <laughs> so they're done in a way that you can't go on the, the typical Google search and, and and hope you'll you'll find the answer. No, <laughs> no way. And any advice for for, for individuals? Take.
1: Uh, yeah, use the Swift daughter uh, studying guides. I mean that without that, you're basically the only thing you have is. The, the documentation or magento offers study guide stuff too very expensive i haven't heard a ton of great things but hey i mean i also haven't done those personally myself um so maybe those are really good too something to look at
0: i always in my feed see individuals passing through swift so i'm assuming that's like a good place to start in terms of that the process they take really helps individuals
1: yeah i think especially for um what's it called the one where you're like certified for the admin to the back office where you're not coding, but you're knowing everything. He's got like a full blown course where you like become a part of the community and they really teach you it. Whereas I think like front end and back end certifications are more like, um, you know, here's a PDF, here's a study guide, and here's a uh, practice test. So use their whole study guide and then you do the practice test. If you can pass the practice test, uh, pretty well then you're set to do the uh other one but the one where it's like you learn the the magento admin he has a full-blown training course which i, I would love to take i think it sounds really cool
0: a Bit 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 random question but i had, I had a uh, I had a candidate that I, I recently placed this week and what what happened he, he was going to take his magento certification at a testing center but it closed down so I don't know if uh, again if if this is something new where the transition from Magento to Adobe and there's like a bit of but he was like really confused he he'd prepped the whole time for this test and I mean he went to go to the certificate and, and it was closed so um yeah
1: I've heard about that I thought yeah. it was BS
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I... he he called me he was he was like in shock he was he was all prepared and uh, yeah I, because I don't know what
1: happened. isn't I guess the, th- the question I would have is. They allow you to do it uh, from your personal computer, I think. They okay. always have. Um, okay. So I, I guess the confusion there, and I heard it actually from a candidate last week too, were are uh, trying to find someone is, um, you know, I, I was going to get certified, but due to COVID, the testing center is shut down. Um, so maybe it's like they had planned to do it at this location when they went to do it. And like you said too, like maybe they bought their voucher and everything, and they were ready and set to go to that place and do it. it closed, and it's like, uh oh, that wasn't good. And and I mean, I, I will say Magento is not the easiest uh, company to like get someone on the phone. You know, they're kind of like Google as far as like, well, how how do you? You can't really call. Where,
0: where do you start?
1: <laughs> and I will uh, put it out there though that they have a community uh, Slack channel. Okay. Where, where there's actually some really good rooms and stuff where you can actually talk to people that work there.
0: Okay, so the community is maybe not as bad as it as it, as it it once was.
1: No, yeah, is and it... the, this isn't even like, I don't know that Drupal has like Acquia Slack channel that you can get into. These are, you have direct access to people that work there. So
0: it's yeah. Probably... But for individuals that, that will listen to this, is there a way to, to uh, go onto the, the Slack channel?
1: So let me just see real quick. I think you just Google- uh... Uh, what is it? Let me look at mine. I have it here. Uh, it's called Magento Community Engineering. Magento Community Engineering. That's the thing you'll Google is um, uh, Magento Community Engineering Slack, and you'll see the results. Um.
0: Okay, interesting. And can, can, can anyone actually join that?
1: Yeah. So you're good to go. If you click on that, let's see, it kind of brings you to a GitHub where you can click on that. And yeah, and then you just sign in and you're good, you're invited. Um, Yeah, and it says don't have an account, create an account. Yeah, I mean, I've, because basically, I don't know if you know, they had a big changeover of the Magento certification directory over to uh, Adobe's uh, own directory.
0: yeah what's that what's that so from what when i last looked it still had the magento certifications on the adobe site but you still couldn't find a directory of certified individuals yet um i don't know if you can let me into that but i still can't find it personally
1: no it doesn't exist
0: okay cool. uh, cool
1: yeah so that was like the big loss i feel like was the old directory you could search you could sort um you could be like, "Oh, I'm interviewing this person. Let me see if they have a certification." Uh, now, only way to get if somebody is certified or not is to ask them, and they send you a link. That's it.
0: Yeah, well, even for for recruiters and you know, recruiters are in the same industries as myself and, and competitors. Like, it was always great to go to that and just have like a reality check have we contacted each individual? Um, But, but yeah, as of right now, we're a little bit stuck (laughs) with with where to search that.
1: I mean, I, I, um, I used to like it a lot because um, not to toot my own horn, but I was the first front end developer certified in California, all of California. (laughs) But now you can't, there's no way to tell.
0: Yeah. Always a good little claim to fame there. So I remember looking through and, and yourself was on there. So yeah I'll, I'll take a little bit of credit for that well. yeah yeah exactly. there you go. um what, what was the move by the way like what was the move like from california uh, it, i mean like the move
1: itself was fine it was um it was a little rough uh getting kind of the uh i had two little kids with me on a plane with my wife yeah. um and just getting like the suitcases and everything and all the kids at the North Carolina side, and then get into a, a, a van, and uh, that part of it was like holding my breath every step of the way. But it worked out fine. We got over here. We rented for a year, uh, and now we're we bought a house. Cool. Congrats. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's the thing we miss the most about California is uh, the weather, the food, yeah. and our our families.
0: Yeah, well it can't be as bad as my hometown in the in the UK. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's another story for uh, for another awesome. day
1: which which uh hometown was it uh
0: so i'm essentially it's easy to sound from london um because okay. i'm from a place called essex which is just outside but some people know it. if you're from the states you you might know it um but oh, if you're from the UK, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah you, you, you definitely know it but it's, it's sometimes just to say london area because we're, we're about 20 30 minutes outside of london yeah
1: i watch a lot of uh, british comedy so i know essex
0: yeah yeah no what what any particular british comedies oh yeah
1: i mean like so the older stuff would be like black adder yeah that's um, great and uh like oh what's the one where they're in space uh i I can't remember but um but yeah then the newer stuff is like the office and uh it crowd there oh uh peep show some really good stuff Man, I, I can't one, believe I'm spacing the one where they're
0: in space. No, it's good. You know, I'll put you right on the spot there. So uh, there's, <laughs> there's um, there's one that's recent that is called The Inbetweeners. It always it's a, it's an interesting one to watch. Uh, I've, I've had a few of my American friends that uh, have enjoyed it.
1: I will check it out.
0: Yeah, have a look here. See, so tell me what you think. I don't know. Completely different in terms of culture, like with the school. So it was it was not obviously the office was great in in the US, but that one I don't really really got the 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 uh recognition on, on that side
1: yeah no i like the i like the uh british office too i think it was a little darker
0: yeah well ricky gervais <laughs> a dark guy for sure <laughs> to, to put it lightly
1: oh the, the okay so the one i was thinking of was red dwarf i don't know if you've ever seen that one
0: red Dwarf. i don't i haven't i haven't it's no. good. I'll, I'll write it down myself as well yeah. I'm, I'm sure you probably know more about british british comedy <laughs> than, than myself so so yeah but um a couple of questions maybe unrelated to magento but more so about about yourself um what advice would you give someone that is trying to you know pursue a similar career to yourself um to yours like what advice would you give to that individual
1: um i mean i guess if you can get obsessed if you can make it so that um you know For at least, don't do it forever. Don't burn yourself out. But, you know, um, at least for some period um, that you just sleep, eat, drink, listen to podcasts, everything you do is all about web development. That is going to put you in a place where, um, you know, you're weird for that small amount of time or whatever, but then it frees you up later to kind of just be more normal and have that experience of like, well, I went deep. I went into a deep dive for a couple of months. I came back out the other side and now uh, I'm this, at least in my own mind, I feel comfortable. And if, you know, I'm going to have some interview or something, uh, you know, maybe it's not going to be that big a deal. Cause at least I feel like I know enough to do this thing or whatever. So- go nuts, become, go nuts. <laughs> become the best Develop. I, I guess it's harder though. Like, because if you're going to do my path, that basically means, um, well, unless you can get your wife and kids on board that you're, <laughs> you're basically a, a bachelor for a while, right. Where you, and maybe, maybe someone can get their wife and kids on board and, and, um, do the obsession thing for a while again, though, like I couldn't do that right now where I am in my life and my career, it would be very difficult
0: you know, expecting my first one in, in March. So, congratulations! You know, yeah, I I, mean, I don't think it's, thank you. I, I just feel like um not completely prepared yet to, to how it's going to be, but I'm assuming a big dynamic change because at the moment, fortunately I've been in a position where I can speak, you become what you want to be, you know, you engross yourself in it, you know, you, you know, everything about it. And then, then that kind of, you know, with that comes that, if you're interviewing, you have that more confidence about yourself because you know what you're doing and, and you understand it, but but yeah it's, it's going to be you know a, a new a new challenge and you, you've already been there yourself but to, to get that that balance between the, the family and, and and also working as well
1: yeah but I mean I think you could do it even if you have a, a wife and two two or three kids I think you could still uh become obsessed as far as like you're just going to have to be creative and like wake up early and get to dedicate that hour um you know just to doing what you need to do to study and and become uh i mean i I guess the first kind of step right is uh and it's harder with magento but you can do it is find the people you kind of want to be like right mark shust and uh swift Otter guy um joseph maxwell right get your idols lined up look at them see what they're doing and then attack, become like them somehow. It's probably going to cost you some money in, in the Magento industry. you got to pay to play. So, you know, um, that's that's all about the the uh, the fire and wanting it really badly. Is like, okay, well, you might have to get that pizza job or something to get the five hundred bucks to pay to Mark or to Joseph, and then you start getting that knowledge like quit the pizza job and now your new job is i i study magento all the time
0: you know and sometimes my
1: experience it really pays off
0: yeah absolutely i think that applies this is great advice and it applies to to a lot of things in life it's just that delayed you know gratification more you know, looking at the 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 long-term thing can be term. you know a lot of things in, in life kind of compound you know like putting that extra bit of money aside then leads to that which then leads to that and then yeah, eventually you you get to a stage in your career where you're now a tech lead for for CBMD, which uh, you know, a huge huge uh, CBD company and and you know consistently growing. And Joe Rogan was recently mentioning CBDMD as well. So it's the kind of social media aspect you guys got going on. It is great. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Definitely. I mean, the other thing is, I would say, um, as far as like the soft skills, it's so not necessarily Magento, but um, just. You know, like for me, um, I would say um, it's there's there's other things too, like uh, personality. If you have a big, huge personality, right, and you're very wanting to talk a lot and, and doing um, kind of you just feel within you to uh, always contribute something, you're gonna want to pull back on that a little bit and just be more quieter, introspective. Right. But if you're the other side, if you're um, too, not not too quiet, but try to, try to have some self uh, see yourself from the outside, if you can, it's very. um, And, and that's been one of my uh, things I I do is that, you know, I kind of have one of those personalities that wants to uh, take over and be a part of every joke and and all that. And I have to pull that back where I also see people that sometimes, they need to give a little more and you, you're basically going outside of your comfort zone to, um, to, I guess, to, to just be a better team member.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it stems from, you know, self-awareness as well. You perceive yourself a little better. You know, you can understand kind of like things that you're good at and some of the things that you might, you know, might kind of be bad at. So you, you can find that, that, um, that middle ground, but yeah, you know, especially in the development world, like you can see it where some individuals are quite quiet. They don't really put their self out maybe a bit, not negative, but they, they, they don't sometimes get the opportunities where they don't put themselves out there enough versus some people in the development world will, will put themselves out there. So it's, it, again, as, as you said, it's finding that, that in between um, that, that that's a, it's a good place to be.
1: Yeah, and I, I think um, there's some good podcasts out there like in the development world, if you have time to look to like Developer Tea and, um, well, I mean, I like that one a lot or my podcast, My Gentleman.
0: I've actually been li- I've been I've been listening to uh, you and Steve. Steve and Steve, yeah. I was like, God, I've I've made I'm I'm saying Steve and Stevie I look great. Um, but I've listened to these guys, you know, it's, I enjoyed it. So uh, this this is why why this comes to fruition.
1: Yeah. I think um I think Magento needs it. And I don't mean it in like a bad way, but like it, you know, to start growing and being more of that community that everybody likes and wants to be a part of, we kinda need to have our media side of things where it's not necessarily always talking about code necessarily, but it's just hanging with the Magento.
0: Great. you' reading a few things recently. I just thought, you know, what it lacks here is just you know, learning a bit of like background about the people in Magento, you know, connecting a few people together, having a bit of like a voice in the community, because I feel like a lot of other industries do, but it doesn't seem like Magento as much to have that. So, you know, if there's a way that, Everyone can do their little bit to, to to help build it out. I think it'll help out a lot in the yeah. long run as well. And
1: hopefully, it'll help myself out too.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. everybody I'll, wins. Yeah, exactly that. You know, everyone everyone wins out of it. So, I guess, I guess, final few questions from from my side because I, you know, I appreciate it. it's a it's a Sunday, and again, you know, thanks for for, for taking taking the uh, time to do so. But in terms of the Magento space, you mentioned obviously the individual from from Swift but is there any other people that are, are very influential to you, um, that people that have, have kind of changed the way you you, you kind of code or, or or you know how you think about how you go about your code? Yeah, definitely Mark
1: Shust and M. Academy. Uh, Vianni Cop, he has Mage 2tv Okay. Uh, very very good uh, training stuff on there, and it's it's like twenty bucks a month. I'd say Mage 2tv You basically if you're not into that or doing that, you're really cheating yourself because if any cop is, uh, I think, I hope I'm saying his name right now. um He's very, very smart and good at Magento and he does these um, uh, really good videos. And I mean, for 20 bucks a month, it's basically, it's almost like free in the Magento world, right? You kind of yeah. have to go to M2 or mage2.tv, go through that training material Um, also Max Bronco. Um, he's big on YouTube. He has a lot of free stuff. He also has his paid, uh, courses. He has a, kind of a thicker accent. So, you know, uh, (laughs) no shade (laughs) on you there, Max Bronco. (laughs) Hopefully
0: he doesn't listen to this anytime soon. (laughs) I love him. He's good. Yeah.
1: You might have to, uh, you know, uh, he has a thicker accent, so I'll just put that out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, um, really, if you're doing Swift Otter, Mark Schuss stuff is really great, but a little more on the expensive side. So if you can get your company to pay for that, that'd be great. Um, And uh, I mean, so yeah. And then obviously the Magento docs, if you're the type of person that can learn from reading instead of a video, I'm more of a video learner. So um, it's a little harder for me to just straight read the docs through, but I've definitely met people who can read the docs and learn a lot. So that, Read
0: the docs if you can too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And everyone's like, everyone has their own way of, of learning in terms of visual, you know, whether it's like sitting down in the book. So nah, it, um, two seconds, Steve. <laughs> there,
1: there you go. Is. We're back.
0: We're <laughs> back. We're back. So um, barring that, you know, it's, it, some great tools for people that probably don't know where to get started. It probably leads back to our earlier conversation where people want to get in industry, but it's tough. Anything you get right, anything that you, you try to do in life is sometimes trying to like know where to go to to start. So, you know, some some good information there for for people to to look into. But yeah, I think, I think from my side, I don't really feel like you know have many other topics I wanted to cover. And, unless there's anything from your side you'd like to add, but um, no, yeah, no, really I think time.
1: I mean the only thing I'll say is that I think um, you know uh magento is not easy to learn but once you learn it and once you kind of know what's all going on you're not going to have too hard of time and you should make pretty good money doing it at least for the foreseeable future so uh, i do encourage people to get into it learn it make the transition from m1 to n2 i think you're going to be doing yourself a favor
0: so oh, sounds good well uh much appreciated. Uh, good to speak. I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll be in touch. Uh, Absolutely. In a, in the near future. Um, but yeah, um, have a have a good rest of the the, the weekend from what's left of it. And uh, yeah, appreciate it as always.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Sam.
0: Cheers, Steve. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.